It's going to be Sunday night at M&T Bank, locked and loaded with fans for the first time in over a year. It's the game that a lot of Ravens fans, season ticket holders, and even just, you know, people that are excited about the game uh, had circled in their calendar. It is a Chiefs rematch, our uh, arch rivals in the AFC trying to become the top dog. This is the game that, uh, you know, whoever wins it feels like, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're the top dog. Obviously, losing to the Raiders, the Ravens have a lot to prove in this game. Um, there's many ways that could go wrong, many ways that, well, not, I think less ways that it could go right, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it leads to a victory if it goes right. So, a lot to ask of the Ravens. Let's break it down. What do you guys want to start with as far as how do the Ravens bounce back from such a crappy, disappointing loss on Monday night? Short week, Sunday night, perform and beat the Chiefs. I mean, you know, Harbaugh's been here before. Like we said, the Ravens have only lost three times on opening weekend, if I'm correct about that, under Harbaugh. 2013 through 2015, they took an L in each of those years. And with the exception of 2015, they came back the next week and and had a commanding victory. I think that... This is actually the perfect opponent for the Ravens to have a bounce back on. It's a home game, you know, just like the Raiders were hyped up to play in front of a, of a, a crowd that, you know, actually cared that they won for the first time in over three seasons, probably, <laughs> with taking the pandemic into consideration and the, uh, the move that the fans knew was imminent. The Ravens love playing in front of their home crowd. Several players have been very vocal about that, about how they get a lot of energy from the the fans. Harbaugh's been vocal about that. I think that's going to have them amped up. And, you know, I, th- I think that the message that the coaching staff is going to send to this team is that, yeah, we lost week one, but you beat the Chiefs, it's all going to be forgiven. No one's going to be thinking about week one anymore. Everyone's going to be like, we finally beat the Chiefs. We finally got that monkey off our back, and it's you completely changed the course of the season, in my opinion. So, yes, it's not going to be easy, but if they can get the victory, then it's a completely different outlook on the season. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, when they looked at the schedule, said we'd be 1-1 one one after this game. But the expectation was, you know, you beat the Raiders and you lose to the Chiefs. And like you said, Peter, like, you know, if you beat the Chiefs, it's almost like a sacrifice, right? Like, what did it cost us? Well, it cost us one game against the Raiders. Like, we sacrificed that game in order to have the power to overcome the Chiefs. Uh, it doesn't quite work that way. This isn't like the Avengers. But we... Uh, we gotta, we gotta hope here, right? That the the Ravens are able to piece it together. They have the team, I think, to do it. And I think first and foremost, uh, if you watched uh, the nationally televised, so to speak, game, at least I think for our region of Chiefs versus Cleveland, um, the guy we traded to them, Orlando Brown Jr., did not look good at all. And that is one key like way to win this game. If we dominate that matchup with Houston and Owe, we can win this game because. He was having some trouble. He looked out of shape. He looked slow. And he just was not looking good. I think that's the key in from a defensive perspective. If if we can get that working, that's like priority number one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's priority number one, but I, I couldn't see it being the easiest thing for the Ravens to do. Um, I agree. I, I didn't watch much of that. I, actually, I didn't see that game live at all, but I was able to catch some of it on replay uh, on Game Pass. And 
I, before we did this call, had to look back at some highlights of Orlando Brown from at left tackle on the Ravens from last year because the guy I saw on the field was unrecognizable. He looked, like you said, out of shape. He looked completely overmatched by Miles Garrett and just, yeah, like you said, just unathletic and slow. And I, from at least the highlights I was able to pull up on YouTube before this call, he looked a lot more athletic and, and a lot more skilled than uh, what we saw on Sunday. So the Ravens know this guy, so they should know how to attack him. And I think Houston and Owe do have an advantage there against Brown. But I think the number you have to look at is still how many times did the, did the Browns actually sack Mahomes? Only twice. Maybe they got more hits and hurries. I, I don't have that number in front of me. But even with Brown getting used to being the left tackle in Kansas City and a new scheme, you still have got the quarterback back there with the best pocket awareness in the NFL. So that will make it more difficult. Yeah, I think for me, the the biggest thing that the Ravens need to do, which it's against Mahomes, is, it's definitely a lot harder to do, is, is figure out how to play coverage in the back end. I mean, obviously, like we have a great secondary, um, even with the loss of Marcus Peters and and whether or not Jimmy Smith will play, like it's it's still very good. But we just, you know, there are just so many plays and Mahomes gets flushed out of the pocket, and if we're not able to bring him down, he just throws it up there on a hail mary and seemingly like completes it almost every single time. Um, I, <laughs> that's just one of like the most amazing things about Mahomes that he just like has the ability to just complete these passes when really just they have no business in being completed and somehow they is able to make it happen at some point that luck is going to run out it just it has not happened yet so i think the ravens need to do everything that they can to try and uh, flip a few of those plays their way you know deflect a pass interception would be nice you know make some sort of play i think relying on on Oway and houston to kind of like you know, have like five, six sacks or something like total in the game is probably a little unrealistic. I, I think I would definitely settle for, uh, you know, uh, two or three more pass deflections on, on those deep balls. And that would make me happy. Yeah, it's definitely a piece of the puzzle. I think it's a timing thing. You want to slow down the Chiefs in that regard. Uh, I am not concerned about uh, Clyde Edwards Lair having a game against us. I think like we were talking about, like our Ravens run defense is pretty solid. And, um, they can just play like good football and they'll be successful there. And honestly, like even though I was like all over him from a fancy perspective, uh, you know, fancy isn't real football. And I think like he just doesn't look very special to me. Like when I was watching the game, he just seems like a guy like shockingly average for a first round pick of a um, running back. You know, you would think like he'd be like amazing, but eventually we'll talk about Najee Harris with the Steelers. I think he also looks like just a guy. Um, <laughs> But, you know, hot take. Yeah, I mean, he just looks slow and not like particularly useful in the NFL. Um, But anyways, because like, you know, he was a bruiser in the in college and like the guys are bigger in the NFL. So it doesn't translate as well. And I don't think he's I just don't think he's much of anything. Um, So I'm looking forward to him being a burnout. Sure. Well, let's well, let's let's go back to Clyde Edwards Alaire for a second, um, because he actually had a really good game against us last year. Um, And I think the primary reason for that was that Patrick Queen just was awful. (laughs) Andy Reid was really picking on him, um, running a bunch of run concepts and kind of just getting him confused out of position. And uh, I want to say CEH, I want to say, do you have a hundred yard game against us? I thought he may have had a hundred total scrimmage yards, definitely not rushing. 
I thought he might have. He he was he had a pretty good game. Yeah, he had 134 scrimmage yards against the Ravens last year. Okay. Well then, well so let's talk about it. What do we need to not <laughs> to prevent that from happening this year? Because I do think that was a big part of you know how the Chiefs won last year is that you know we did not expect them to have as good of a run game and it kind of uh you know set things a little bit off balance. Yeah, I mean from the rushing perspective, I mean he had 64 yards on 20 carries, so. I'll just put that number there. I'm not going to say what that yards per carry was because we're going to you know, get out. Well, the yards upset. per carry is low. It's actually a very valid statistic. <laughs> you know, no, I'll be honest, right? The yards per carry high is very easily to extrapolate uh, just for one big run, right? Like, um, you know, we talked about uh, Melvin Gordon with his 70 yard touchdown run. That really inflates his yards per carry, right? Um, whereas, like, if it's just like two yards per carry, that's just bad. Right. right, like that's <laughs> just bad. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll have we'll have the rules for for how to interpret yards per carry uh, ready for next week. But <laughs> so Edwards Alaire, three point four yards per carry on the ground. We did have five catches for seventy seven yards and a touchdown. Sorry, five catches for seventy yards, five seventy seven, one touchdown was Tyreek Hill's stat line against the Ravens. It felt like a lot more than that. From my recollection, Edwards Alaire was having a, was getting most of that on on screen passes. So, I mean, the again, Wink brings the blitz, Mahomes waits, waits, and just dumps it off uh, without any issue. And you know, we didn't really see, I see the Raiders try and use the, exploit that at all on the Ravens. Um, they didn't really have the players to do that, though. But we do know that that is a weakness of this defense. In preseason, I think they did a pretty good job of defending the screen. That being said, those are preseason games, but... Yeah, the Ravens have to be ready for that because obviously Kelsey and Hill are the superstars, but Edwards and Hardman and Robinson have speed that can kill you if you get out of position on these short screen dumps that Mahomes will use to get out of the get away from the blitz. Yeah, I think the improvements from Queen are are kind of the key that we were talking about here, right? Like you know, if he's able to uh, continue to be more disciplined and use that speed as a killer, uh, you know, gap killer uh, and, and get those tackles, that'll be, that'll be good. That'll be what basically what we need. You know, you just don't want to give it on a silver platter to them. Um, I think this defense, if they play disciplined ball, is very, very difficult to beat. Um, a lot of the times the mistakes are what cost us big time. Um, and it's just, it's difficult. I mean, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to be great for 80 snaps in a game, right? Like I think they played like 86 defensive snaps last game. That's hard to be like, consistent because, you know, you have two bad ones and it costs you the game. But there's definitely uh, a lot of reason to think that this team just got more experienced, in my opinion. Um, most of the pieces are more experienced now. And uh, I think we'll be able to be all right. I think another big piece for me, um, don't know if we've confirmed this yet or not, but if uh, if Jimmy Smith is able to play this week, I think if he's in the lineup, I think that definitely adds an extra piece that we could use, particularly when guarding Kelsey. Um, I would have to imagine that they would put him a little bit more on Kelsey just to be able to kind of follow him a little bit. Um, he's got the size to be able to match up with him. And um, obviously, you know, when he is healthy, he's still pretty good. If he's not playing, uh, I think it'll be a little bit more challenging. But I, I feel like it would probably, uh, the defense will probably look somewhat similar to what they used against the Raiders with Darren Waller. They just put... Um, whoever they need to kind of on him maybe with the exception being Marlon Humphrey I guess he might stay on Tyreek maybe most of the game 
but yeah, they might have a few guys kind of rotate around. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big ask for sure. Um, I think uh, if all things look good, I think uh, a guy like Anthony Averett is gonna really shine this game, and people are gonna see what he can do if, if he's able to bring his A game. And what a better spot to do it too on a Sunday night football where anybody's gonna watch. Yeah, I think uh, we won't know about Jimmy Smith until 90 minutes before the game, and they're required to tell us who's out because it's just a chess piece that our ball can use. There's no, there's no reason for yeah. him to say that he's going to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, look, like, he's not even telling us what's going on with Ty- Tyree Phillips, right? Like, <laughs> they're just like they don't tell you anything. Like, coaches lie. <laughs> um, he currently says that we're going to use all the running backs, which feels unlikely, right? Like, they have four of them. I don't think they're going to activate all of them. <laughs> like, you know, he's just, like, lying. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he uh, if he's in the game, that's huge, right? Um, I think the idea right now is I bet you Jimmy Smith plays if the last game was a playoff game. That's my hunch. I think he's close, but they were, like, again, circling, thinking, like, let's just make sure he's good for the Chiefs game. I think it's a valid strategy. So hopefully he's good to go, and uh, and hopefully he looks like Jimmy uh, for this game. It'd be a, a huge win for the Ravens because, uh, unfortunately, you know we did see Westry get a little bit beat in that game. I'm not like trying to doubt on him, but you go down the pecking order of of snaps, so to speak. I think with Jimmy in the game, like you're not going to have to make him a liability as much. Yeah, um, having Jimmy Smith on the field will be huge for me. I think the Ravens' defense is better than what we saw second half against the Raiders game. I think, though, even if we saw a dominating performance from them that whole for a whole 60 minutes, I just don't see how this unit is going to be able to to slow down a healthy Mahomes. I would have said that if Peters was still here, as, as well as um, uh, Fort, and if we knew Wolf was going to be healthy for this game as well. These guys are really good. I mean, Kelsey is... He's going to be just as hard to defend as Waller. And in addition to defending Waller, then you you also have to make sure that Tyreek Hill isn't getting free. And as we saw against Cleveland, it doesn't matter if you've got a two, three touchdown lead. You know, Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey, they can score at will whenever. Um, Like I had down in the notes, I kind of feel like that offense is – you know, the analogy of you're playing chess, but instead of a a second night, your opponent's starting out with a queen in that position. And that's going to basically, in that situation, cause you to have to... Every one of your moves is going to have to be perfect there. And if you mess up once, that's it. You're dead. <laughs> and it's just... I think for the Ravens to win this game, the defense can slow down this offense. I don't see this offense this Chiefs offense scoring less than 24 points in this game I don't that's just me I think for the Ravens to win this game there it's really going to come down to the offense being able to answer the Chiefs touchdown for touchdown which they did in 2018 2019 they had to play catch up and then we all know what happened last year so really I mean we can look at the defensive side of the ball, but personally for me, I think what the Ravens really have to look at is what went wrong on the offensive side of the ball last year and how do we make sure that that the offense doesn't have as, you know, quite frankly, as putrid of a performance as they did last year. Yeah, it was really, it was particularly bad, especially going into it. Nobody was really scared about the Chiefs defense and it, they looked like world beaters that game. Um, it was very, very odd. Uh, Ravens just, couldn't play the 
type of offense that they wanted to play and rely on that run game. Didn't really have too much success with that. Uh, Lamar had a good number of rushing yards, but those were all basically on scrambles. And they, I believe he had less than 100 yards passing. So Yeah, a lot of drops uh, from uh, Hollywood and Andrews in that game. Yeah, I, I definitely think for me, one, I mean, I think Andrews has to be more involved. You know, even even discarding the one drop at the end of the Raiders game, he just wasn't really involved all that much. Um, it was definitely uh, between uh, Hollywood and uh, Sammy Watkins. I think they accounted for, I think, 10 receptions, I think. So they were definitely at the top, the top two. I think the other thing, too, is they have to figure out who that third running back is going to be. Presumably, it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. I'm hoping that at least, you know, now it'll be, what, two weeks, two full weeks, three full weeks of him being at uh, Ravens practice. So hopefully he's a little bit closer to game shape. Hopefully he knows the playbook. Um, We'd definitely love to see some contributions from him uh, because, yeah, you know, I I feel like the Ravens are better when they have that running back by committee and they're just – I feel like Roman would just be a little – Hard pressed, I think, to to put too much of a load on on Tyson and, and Latavius. Yeah, going back to your point, Peter, about like you don't think we'll stop uh, the Chiefs from scoring twenty four points. Yeah, they uh, are implied by Vegas to get twenty nine and a half points. Um, they're currently favored by just three and a half points. So it's kind of interesting. Um, Vegas thinks it'll be a close game. I guess they're thinking we'll bounce back, have the home field advantage, etc. And yeah, I think that it makes a lot of sense. Uh, as far as you're saying with like ke- ke- keeping up with the touchdowns, yeah, that's that's the key, right? Let's just assume that we're not going to stop Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and Tyree Kill. Can they not stop uh, Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, and uh, and Mark Andrews and Sammy Watkins? No, all right, <laughs> you know I, I, that that has to be the mentality. That has to be like, sure, we might have trouble stopping you. Like we'll we'll try to get a high leverage turnover, right, to get that like go ahead punch. But you got to just like produce on offense. Uh, it's it's almost, um, it's just not the way the Ravens usually have to play ball. We've talked about it a lot. They love to get their early leads, keep it, dominate, you know, beat into submission. And the assumption is against the Chiefs, like, the, the actual thing is, like, be within striking diff- distance slash maybe hopefully leading, but never assuming you're going to be able to, like, beat them down, right? You're never going to get to that part of the game plan. It's more about outlasting for 60 minutes and and just coming out ahead at the end um it's kind of unrealistic to be like oh yeah we shut them down probably not gonna happen it's about disrupting getting one more on them when they didn't get it on us those kind of things that's that's gonna be the key of the game yeah it's really gonna take a very aggressive approach by the by the ravens offense i think alec you said in the group chat you know after the game why didn't the ravens go to to watkins and and hollywood more because like we said, they were having little issue with the Raiders' defense. Their cornerbacks weren't doing a good job of covering them. I think, you know, like Chris said, Andrews, they paid him big money. I would be shocked if he's not a part of this game plan. But, yeah, like we said, this defense should not be able to cover those three guys. Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews have the talent to be able to run wild on this defense. And the game plan's got to be the Ravens might have to do a little more in the passing attack than they usually do and figure out multiple plays going in where you can get these guys in good situations to make explosive plays. And then that'll force the the chiefs. If they have to focus on all three of those guys, it's going to make it easier for Lamar to, to break off big runs or, you know, um, get Williams and Murray some better, 
lanes with less guys in the box. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully the Ravens have have some uh, some looks and some things that they haven't shown before ready for this game because uh, the Chiefs knew what was coming last year and and they were able to stop it without too much effort. You know, we saw how Villanueva struggled. Um, Chris Jones is on this team. He could give him a lot of struggles as well. Um, and my, my mitigation for that is just faster routes, get out of Lamar's hand faster. I think uh, this might be a game to break out uh, Prochet. You know, he really uh, might be able to get those quick routes and get open. Speak it into existence. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, we just have to hope, uh, you know, break out all the all the weapons, break out any wrinkles you might have. I saw, you know, they gave um, Hollywood a handoff in the game and got a couple yards and a first down. Um, this might be like the DuVernay gadget plays. I think, you know, that's actually another way that the Chiefs beat us last year is they had a lot of... Uh, just ingenuity on on offense our offense came out flat and stale and they were over here playing trick plays surprise uh you know just making it look easy looking like backyard sport i want to see the a flip of the script i want to be seeing a happy lamar we always joke like when a happy lamar means a winning ravens team right like you know when he gets frustrated when he's you know smacking the ball out of disappointment uh, when he's just <laughs> laying on the ground crying <laughs> after a fumble, like that's not the way they win a game. Obviously, just like he's a very emotional guy. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a quick hit. Maybe, um, you know, honestly, if we have the coin toss, I want the Ravens offense to get it. You know, I want to give it to our offense. I want Lamar to set the tone. I want him to get down the field, score a touchdown. You know what I mean? I think if we can win the scoring toss and do that, that's just like a huge tone setter that I don't think we've ever had against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean. I got to think back. I don't. I don't think the Ravens have ever scored the first touchdown. I don't think so either. In a game against Patrick Mahomes, so yeah, if if they can do that, get up to seven nothing lead, then um, I don't think the Chiefs will be phased. But that it'll definitely uh, give the Ravens uh, offense huge confidence that that like and the defense as well. Just be like, hey, we can actually hang with these guys. That we're up to a, a quick start. Let's let's keep this momentum going rather than having to always play play catch up um no pun intended with Mahomes love of, of that <laughs> condiment <laughs> uh and that's the thing I think I think part of it is mental um for this team that's the only way I can explain what happened with the offense last year um like we said there were a lot of drops on the offense and some uncharacteristic decisions of Lamar like Chris said Lamar Jackson didn't even have over 100 passing yards in that game if they if they can come out there and and get a fast start, that's going to do wonders for the mental side of the game. I think another thing to look out for ways the Ravens can maybe build off of their uh, issues in Vegas is the Chiefs like to use their bunch receivers. The Raiders had a success with that. I think getting the communication down with these new uh, corners, right, like uh, Tavon Averett playing together. I think for the first time in you know significant snaps with Averett, you know, being like a, a kind of a starter, right? Um, if they can get that communication better, um, Marlon Humphrey, I, I hope we don't have to lean on him as much. You know, it seemed like we took a toll on him uh, when he got cramped up for that one play. And just like, you know, it was a lot of a lot to ask of him. He played so well for so long. Um, and uh, kind of reminded me of the Tennessee game, right? Remember, uh, we were able to kind of slow down Henry until they were just like gassed and he 
Castro was someone won the game in overtime. It felt very similar to that. Oh, the regular season, definitely not. The yeah, the regular, game. yeah, the regular, yeah, 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 yeah. the regular, the regular season game last year where, like, we kind of kept with them, and then just at the very end, we just like got gassed. It felt very similar to how we lost uh, against the Raiders, and um, just keeping a better rotation. I'm not sure if Wolf's going to be available this game. I think that would definitely help too, because uh, if you look at the game log uh, and just like watching it, Campbell played a crap done last game. And I know he did that a lot in uh, Jacksonville, but I like the idea of keeping him a little bit fresher. I think it's a long season, 17 games, uh, you know, just trying to adjust back for that. So uh, getting a little bit healthier on defense um, and just a little bit more, another week of practice getting coordinated could be a big deal with these guys. They had, a, like we said, a recent shakeup with uh, the Peters injury it kind of changes the way you have to approach defense. He was a key player. Do you guys think that Greg Roman is going to change anything uh, when it comes to, you know, scheme in terms of run blocking or or even pass protection uh, to help out Stanley and Villanueva? That's a good question. It's hard to say. I, you know, they they have Tomlinson back from last year, uh, but I'm wondering what their confidence is in him because we didn't see terribly much of him in the Vegas game. He played on 28% of of offensive snaps. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what Boyle usually played, but I believe it was more than that. You know, they used Ricard a little more in that role, but, I mean, even though he's a big guy, he still doesn't really bring you the exact blocking skills that Boyle has. Um, so part of it might just be, you know, just trying to figure out what they can do with Tomlinson and Ricard. Um that they would usually do with Boyle uh, in that situation. But I agree that, that they you would think they would try something different given what the results were on for both those guys on against the Raiders. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I feel like uh, I feel like Zeitler's getting him maybe a little bit more involved would be ideal, but um, you know, I think he, he definitely looked better in some pass blocking sets than, than Villanueva did. But I'm also a little, I'm a little struggling of like where best to kind of deploy him, right? Because the the other thing to keep in mind is like Bozeman is a good player. Um, I think he looked pretty decent at center. But can you uh, can you rely on him to kind of be one on one against uh, a defensive tackle the whole time while you know Zeitler's kind of focused on the outside? You know, typically you might want to have two of those guys kind of hold the bigger guys in the middle. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Uh, you know, I, I think I think they got to figure something out. Um, I also think, you know, relying on Ronnie to kind of, you know, just flip a page and become that all-pro player in like a week, that seems a little unrealistic. Yeah, you might need a little bit more time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some, yeah. I mean, maybe I guess to Alex's point, maybe, you know, if the Ravens can pull out some more trickery, some different plays, some, you know, some jet sweeps or some, you know, quick passes, moving the pocket a little bit. You know, maybe they might be able to have a little bit more success, do some things that they haven't seen before to kind of, uh, you know, to, to not leave uh, Lamar in bad positions, uh, you know, just taking those dropbacks and, and letting the edge players just kind of uh, get to them. Yeah, I think you got to find ways to make them pay for that. That's the key. You know, if you're seeing your offensive line get beat that way, I feel like it's a good opportunity to get the ball out fast get behind the defenders and then make them have to run after the guy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, there feels like there's ways to solve this. I think the Ravens playbook was limited 
against the Raiders, and it's going to be limited, honestly, against the Chiefs, but I don't think it'll be as limited, and um, I'm hoping that what they're able to install is uh, purpose-built to overcome the shortcomings they saw in the last game. I think it's going to take a while for this offense to really get the full steam ahead, and we're going to need as much as they can give us in this next game. Yeah, I would have to think a guy like you know Duvernay or Alec Willing, uh, Prochet, um, <laughs> like has to be a key focal point. Um, if I recall, it, it may have been the 2020 game where um, I don't know it was 20. I think it had to have been 2020. Didn't um, there was a deep pass to Duvernay, I believe, in the Chiefs game, and unfortunately he wasn't able to come down with that. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, remember that play? Hopefully, I have the right game. But it's a play like that where I'd like if we can connect on that, like that really starts to open things up. It was one of those plays where, you know, if Hollywood was there, he'd probably make that play. But, you know, with Duvernay doing it, like that's exactly the, uh, you know, misdirection, the the unexpected play that would really set a defense off. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to see, you know, hell, even just one or two of those plays to kind of open things up would be tremendous. Yeah, I think it would be great to see the Ravens really let loose here from an aerial perspective. Um, I mean, we've seen Lamar have games where, you know, he can torch a defense through the air with the deep ball. Granted, the, the one that comes to mind first, you know, I'm thinking about games like in 2019 against the Dolphins and, and the Jets. So these are defenses that, you know, Obviously, at the time the Ravens were playing them, uh, didn't really have things figured out in their personnel. Uh, so those were easy matchups to exploit in that sense. But I think we're talking about the Chiefs defense here. They did take away a lot of things for Lamar from the passing perspective last year with the with the zone cover three they were doing. But I think if what we saw against the Raiders, they had a lot of success with the slant across the middle, Hollywood and Watkins are both able to get a lot of yak on those plays. Um, if the Ravens can go back to that and put those guys in a good, good position to get to turn those, you know, 10, 15 yard completions into 30, 35 yard completions, that might be something they can have uh, some success with in the first half before the chiefs, you know, adjust to that. So just continuing to be aggressive in the passing game, is going to have to be a priority for the Ravens to to have any chance in this game. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the run game is deployed in this game. It like almost feels easy to see the Ravens pulling a uh, like total Bills and just being like running backs. Who are they, right? And just like airing it out, letting Lamar scramble if he has to. I don't think that's actually a good idea. But like then I think about the run game and I'm like the way they are playing last week. It's not super like there yet. I don't think it's um, damning. I don't think it's not going to get there. I'm just worried that it's not going to get there by week two as far as just like really being full throttle, which makes me work like, you know, it's it's this weird problem of like they're a little hampered in the run game right now. It's going to come back. I think I think the run game will be solid, but it might not be fully there yet, but the pass game is like where it needs to be. It seems like the pass game looked pretty good the last game. And yeah, like you're saying, like, do you flip the script a bit? Do you kind of like not run the normal game plan against uh, the chiefs and just, you know, let 
let Lamar cook. I don't know if Lamar's allowed to cook. Is he is he a cooker? Or is that just <laughs> reserved for Russell Wilson? <laughs> I mean, if for nothing else, it would certainly catch the Chiefs off off guard. I mean, like no one is expecting Lamar to go out there and for the first 10 plays of the game, chuck it deep or, you know, just even, even drop back to pass regardless of whether or not, you know, he actually throws, but then just goes down to run. Like that's not what they're, what anyone's going to expect. So does that mean that it would work? I don't know. There's a reason why the Ravens run the offense that they do. Um, but you know, we, we've seen, we saw, you know, it went back when the Ravens, you know, were obviously still run heavy offense under under Flacco. There were certain matchups where the Ravens felt like, all right, we can let Joe just let the ball loose. And, you know, obviously Jackson and, and Flacco are not the same type of passers. But this guy, his passing mechanics, while, you know, there's certainly quarterbacks who are better than him from a passing perspective in the NFL, he's improved tremendously from when we first saw him in that first preseason game, uh, the Hall of Fame game back in 2018, where his mechanics just looked, and footwork in particular, just looked like they had miles to go. He can pass now. So, you know, a lot of Ravens fans are saying, you know, don't have Lamar pass a lot. That's getting off what they do well. Well, we've tried that three times against the Chiefs. We tried to, to do our usual run attack, and... It didn't work. And the last time we, we went up against them, it worked the worst that it had so far. So, I mean, maybe trying a different approach when we had this offseason where we put so much capital into the wide receiver room and you locked up Mark Andrews with this long-term big money deal, maybe it's time to try a game here where Lamar does have 40 pass attempts and just see what happens. <laughs> what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to lose to the Chiefs again? <laughs> yeah. No, I think the biggest thing is um, to come out completely swinging. We already talked about the aggressiveness. It's just uh, this is not the game to to be cheeky. <laughs> just get it done by any means necessary. Do we want to look at our bold predictions from last game? <laughs> I'll be honest, though. I feel like we all I mean, we missed all of them. But I think we get a we pass did. because um, we we made the predictions before any of the injuries happened. You know, completely uh, kind of upended some of our uh, hopes and aspirations for how the game might go. I think we're allowed to give ourselves a little bit of a pass. I think the Ravens have gone through a lot. I think it's like they had a loss in the family. Like, like you know, like, you know, we, I think we've all experienced loss and you're just like kind of out of it the next week. I think that was kind of the Raiders game. Like, you know, they, this team like went through a lot in a couple of days. Um, these, these players are well loved in many ways. Uh, you know, with just the, it's like a horrible, like, uh, like sounds like a novel you know like oh the undrafted free agent who like gets his like three-year long-term deal uh finally is in the limelight as the 1a after the the young scrappy you know stud gets hurt and then he gets hurt like that's so sad and then you have marcus peters who had a press conference literally the same day um talking about how the ravens organization renewed his love of the game and then boom Season-ending injury, last year of his contract, might not be resigned. Like, that might be the end of his Ravens career. Um, you know, just from a – not because we want to lose him, but just, like, the money with, with Lamar and stuff. Like, it's just, like, I think a pretty devastating um, week for these players that are, you know, family. Um, so you could see them being just not 100% um, mentally. And, you know, this the football game is very mental sport. Uh, so I just – I think that might have weighed into how 
the Raiders game went. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that we, in our predictions, we definitely ignored the human intangibles of the game. Partially, it was because, like you said, we didn't have the information about Edwards or Peters yet. But, like you said, there was still, obviously, the Dobbins injury and also them going into Vegas. And, you know, like we said, it's the first time that team has played in front of a packed stadium rooting for them in quite a while. It was it was a Super Bowl for the Raiders. It really was. That game meant a lot more to the Raiders than it meant to the Ravens. On that flip side, this game against the Chiefs is going to mean a lot more to the Ravens to actually get this win than for the Chiefs to beat the Ravens for a fourth straight time, right? I mean, even if the Chiefs lose this game, they're just like, all right, well, sure, that gives the Ravens confidence, but you know, they've already beat us three times, so... I don't think they're looking at this game as big as a deal as the Ravens are. Um, And that emotional drive could be the difference in the game. All right. Well, I'm going to go out there and provide my first bowl prediction. The bowl prediction is that we actually end up seeing a very solid run game. Uh, I know that I don't think we're going to lean on it, but I think we'll just be surprisingly lucky. I think the Ravens getting... uh, 120 yards from their backs would be surprising. Is that a, enough for a bowl prediction? 120 yards running from the backs? Yeah, I think so. I think given the running back room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we are surprised by, even though we want the offense to run through the pass game, I think the pass game's established, and then they're able to be um, kind of more even and get, get chunk plays. Um, I think the game strip kind of uh for us to win almost has to go that way oh side bowl prediction <laughs> two sacks by two players against um Orlando brown jr <laughs> could happen could happen side bowl prediction is it a bold prediction to say that the ravens will win <laughs> just, yeah, just I, have I think, that be a bold prediction I, I, I think that is bold but uh <laughs> no i i, 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 can, I, I don't do know that. if we can award it <laughs> I, I do have a bold prediction but it's on the offensive side of the ball. And whenever I say a bold prediction on the offensive side of the ball, it doesn't happen. So I'm not going to go there for, for fear of, of jinxing this player who I think could have a huge come out game on Monday night. And if it happens, whether or not it happens, I'll let you guys know. But so I'm going to go defense again. What kind of defense on this? I'm going to say, that the Ravens win the turnover battle in this game, which I think is bold because obviously Mahomes rarely turns the ball over. You know, they didn't get any turnovers against Vegas in week one. It'll be tough for them to do, but I, I say the Ravens win the turnover battle. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Um, I think we, uh, we had a long conversation about how we want uh, Lamar to come out throwing. So I feel like uh, I feel like in the spirit of that, I think I'll, I'll put my bull prediction on here. I think that Lamar Jackson ends up with more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes. Yo, <laughs> I like that. So well, well, we'll get to the score predictions to to find out whether that leads to a win or not. But, I was about to say like that that could, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a win if that happens. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't well, mean pa- it. Oh man. Yeah. Well, well, part of me was considering the touchdowns, but I just feel like. Mahomes is going to, they're going to dial up some play where they do like some shovel pass to Kelsey again for a touchdown, which it seems like a run, but it's not. So, right. Um, I, I think I'd, I'd I, forgotten about that till my rewatch of the game this morning where I saw they did that, that uh, shovel pass to the fullback. 
Yeah, or, or sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think Mahomes is going to win in terms of touchdowns yeah. because he's going to have like stupid crap like that. But um, and the Ravens are just more likely to probably run the ball in with you know with somebody in the red zone. So Alec, are you going to include uh, yards per carry in your running back bowl prediction? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I just think like if the game's like on schedule for them, they'll be able to run enough, and that's the hope and prayer. They're not passing because they need to. They're like it's just a nice balance, an unbelievable balance by the Ravens. Just like beautiful symphony. Got your melodies, your harmonies, and yeah, that's what I want. I think we should go reverse for our, our score predictions, if you don't mind. I'm not gonna try skamaz you, uh, Chris, and play uh, scoregami on you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, yeah, so my bold prediction and score prediction kind of go together. So I think Lamar is going to have more passing yards, but I think the Ravens are going to lose this. I'm actually going to go 27-24 Chiefs. I would hate to be wrong. You know, I, Sorry, I would hate to be right. I would be more than happy to be proven wrong here, but um, I don't know. I just think things might get a little bit worse before they get better. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Mahomes could be turning into what... Peyton Manning was for the you know the 2010 Ravens where they beat him in 2001 but then Ravens could not beat Peyton Manning until that divisional playoff game in 2012 that we all remember I though I did not feel this way after the game ended uh, on Monday night but I am going to say that the Ravens are going to win this one I think that it is going to be difficult but I'm going to say 34 to 31 Ravens somehow some way I don't know exactly how it happens but it's just it's so hard I think for a team to beat one team four times in a row over a course of four seasons and the Ravens are the Ravens are closer to the Chiefs talent than than some NFL pundits will give them credit for I think so I won't say I feel super confident about it but I, I I'm gonna give the Ravens the win here so I intentionally set myself as the last person because um, I wanted to see if the Ravens recap crew is always chosen against a, the Ravens in a game uh, to maybe like, you know, have some superstition that we can will it in. Because, you know, the, a lot of the people we play fantasy football with say that I'm cursed this year. And a lot of <laughs> things I've been saying have happened. And I was like, oh, maybe if I like, you know reverse the curse but what if you're intentionally trying to reverse the curse does that work how do curses work (laughs) um so you know what i'm gonna stay true to alec i'm not gonna say that we're losing to the chiefs i'm gonna be optimistic about it and here's how it works 34 same score but the 27 basically flipping the script of the last week's game and they're able to kick the extra point because it's not an overtime that's that's gonna be how we win this game and god i hope i'm right (laughs) i think if the ravens play a really good game on against the chiefs i might not be upset about either way but it would just break my heart to see them lose the same way they lost the raiders i think the thing we gotta still remember about the chiefs is aside from mahomes kelsey and hill they're an average nfl team i mean no one else on that team scares you at all. Well, I think I think it makes sense what you're saying. They have good players in other positions, but they aren't, um, you know, number one, just like, you know, all pros, right. so to speak. They just happen um, to have top three 
uh, uh, at in the league at quarterback, wide receiver one, and receiving tight end. <laughs> yeah, which is a pretty lethal combo in, in this NFL. So we appreciate you guys listening to our preview. Uh, this is a tough one, and we're hoping for the best for the Ravens. Um, I will be there. Uh, I'll be hopefully getting some cool, uh, you know, live from the stadium sound effects. And uh, if, it's a, if it's a victory, that always leads to a really cool uh, cool kind of montage. If it's a loss, it's always a sad, sad montage. But that didn't really happen to us in the Ravens recap uh, experience. I don't think I've seen the Ravens lose while we've been doing the show uh, in person. So hopefully that... Uh, that streak continues that'd be great reach out to us ravens underscore recap on twitter we love the engagement we've been getting recently and uh the questions we're getting asked so keep it coming and email us feedback at ravensrecap.com we'll see you next week uh hopefully celebrating a huge bounce back win for the ravens and we can start the season one and one go ravens, ravens.